Welcome to the Gutch Church Podcast. My name is Kennedy Shear, and thanks so much for joining us. Today, we have a great word from my dad, Pastor Bill Shear. If this ministry has changed your life, will you let us know? Send us an email to story at gutschurch.com. I've got a word for you, um, and I've got 12 minutes to pull it off. So I, I, I believe I could do it. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all, listen, we all, it leaves nobody out, okay? So just factor yourself into this equation of this message tonight. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. See, What God's doing as the word is preached and as we think about the word and we read the word and we speak the word and we proclaim the word, you know what it does? It changes our image. It transforms us. In Matthew 20, verse 28, just as the Son of Man didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life for a ransom of many. See, what's what's interesting about this is it sets up the next two scriptures I'm going to bring. But Jesus, it it says that he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve. In Romans 8, 29, Paul writes, it says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. And you know what? Some of you guys were raised in in a church that talked about the predestination of God, that there might be people that that that'll never be saved because God didn't destine them to be saved. That is not the gospel. That's not the truth. Okay? The the, the horrible things that people go through, the, the train wrecks and the, the tragedies that people have, the, there, there are people that preach that that's the predestination of God, and that's, that's nowhere in the Word. The Bible says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined, and here's the predestination of God, for us to be transformed into the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn of many brethren. That we're born, listen, here's how this works. We're not just born into the family. We're born into the category of Jesus. You're not listening to me. We're not just stepchildren. We're not just adopted in. We're, listen, we're transformed into his position. Into his category. In Matthew 16, 18, Jesus said, Upon this rock, I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades won't prevail against it. See, what Jesus came to do was to establish the church. There's two specific ordinations of God. One is marriage. The second is church. The product of marriage is children. The product, and listen, and the inheritance the product, the product of church is also children, but it's ministry and inheritance. See, that's, that's the product of what we do. And in Ephesians 5, Paul writes and says that Jesus' aim, his, his target is to present us as a glorious church. See, Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. See, now when we're transformed, let me tell you, when you're transformed into the image of his son, that's when it clicks in you where it's like, man, I gotta go to church because I've got to serve. I've got to go to church because the water level rises when I show up. 
See, when you start, it's like I got to go to church because there's something there I could get out of it. There's very few people in this room that are, that are committed pe- members of this body that come be- for what they can get. There's so many people that are here that you're coming for what you could give. That's why the Bible says it's better to give than receive. The world doesn't understand that. But you know why we can understand that? It's because we've been transformed into the image of his son. See, I'm not conforming myself to the world. I'm being transformed. And that transformation means, wait a second, I'm not here to be served. I'm here to serve. I'm not here to get. I'm here to give. And see, we've got to look at our lives now, and we've got to understand that the gift that's on our life, and so few people in the body of Christ in the world today operating the true gift that God's given them. See, the Bible says that we're all members of his body, and God places us in his body where it pleases him. Where it pleases him. Not where we're going to get accolades. Not where it's going to, oh my gosh, man, if I could be in that spot, I'll be benefit. I could, I could benefit. See, we're all a part of the same team. There's quarterbacks in this room and there's centers and there's guards and tackles and there's receivers and there's running backs and there's defensive players and there's special team players. All of them don't play the same position. All of them have the same goal. And you know what's interesting because we have an audit twice a year as a church and the governance is audited and the finances are audited and everything is just set in order twice a year. It's a, it was, it, it, initially, it was once a year, and I just thought, man, as this thing grows, and, and you know, that's not really my forte, the governance and the, the finances. So we, we bring this firm in, this accounting firm that comes in, and they, they, do the, they, they audit us. And you know what? This guy sat down with us, and he met with Pastor Sandy and me this week. And he said, you guys, you have to understand, you're 15 and 1. He said, this is a championship caliber team. And you have an incredible record. And he said, you could be 16 and 0. See, and we look at that, and I think about, you know, the Miami Dolphins in the, in the early 70s were an undefeated team and the last one to, to, to be undefeated in the NFL. And every year when the last undefeated team loses, they all get together and pop a bottle of champagne and celebrate their undefeated season. You know, and I, I look at this and I'm just kind of letting you in a little bit on the, the, the family part of this business is that, man, this is a championship caliber. But, but you understand, you fit, it blesses God when you operate in the position that God has placed you in. See, and it's, there's no comely or uncomely parts. If I do my job, it's gonna set you up to win. If you do your job, it's gonna set somebody up to win. If you're here, it matters. But you know what happens? There's two things that happen. And they're both extremes. If you, if you just play in the middle, which I don't know why you'd ever do that, but if you, just, if you just live your life in the middle, middle of the road people, 
I don't know why you do that, but what's hard is if you live on either extreme, if your life's tanking, you give up on church. If your life, life is succeeding, you may not have time for church. You know, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's things how I think, and I'm, 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 I'm going to coach you, I'm going to dad you a little bit here. But the way I think is there's things I bought into. There's things I do and I don't do, don't do. There's things I don't do because it's what God saved me from. So it's like, oh yeah, you cut that off your life and you don't look back. Well then, you know what, man, your life's successful and things are fine. It's like, yeah, a little bit here and a little bit there. It's not that big a deal. Let me tell you what you've got to do. You've got to take inventory of the not that big a deal things in your life and cut them out. Are you listening to me? That, I'm just telling you it's a big deal. It matters to me that, you, that you're playing your position at a high level. It matters to me that you're, 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 you're still buying into what you bought into originally. What, the, the church in Revelation, the letter that, look, you've got to return to your first love. Do you understand the first love side of it, the first love, love part of it? See, the last thing I want to start doing is taking Sandy for granted. Man, I look at it, it's like, that's what I fell in love with. That's who I fell in love with. That's who I sold out to. And now, yeah, we joke about it being 39 years, but let me tell you something. It has been an incredible ride, and the fruit of our lives is just, it's, it's more than I could have ever imagined. I could stand here and tell you there's no way I could have ever done what I do in life without Sandy. And she would probably say the same thing in reverse. But see, we have to understand, it's always the little things. The, the Bible says if we're faithful in what's, in what's little, helping people park their car. Oh, that's not that big a deal. Really? Do you understand? Most people have had a strong enough impression about this church before the music starts, before the message starts, before anything that we look at in the inventory of the church as being the, the valuable parts. The most valuable parts that we have are the parts where people are greeted. People are welcomed. People are genuinely happy that they're there. Oh, it's not that big a deal. Bible says if you're faithful in what's little, God will give you plenty. If you're faithful in what's little, God will put you before great men. And you know what else? Conversely, you know what the Bible says? It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. See, we want to go after the big foxes of our life. You know, any of you guys that are suffering or have suffered from addiction, you know, what if, what if you ask yourself why four or five times? Let me tell you what you're going to get to. You're going to get to a little fox. And that little fox isn't going to be heroin or crack or fentanyl or a prescription oxy or, or any weed. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to go back to, I didn't matter. See, and that's the bottom line. The bottom line with church is everything we do has to communicate that you freaking matter. The little, the, the, the widow's mite, oh, it's not going to make a difference, really? 
I'm telling you, the church is financially as stable and set as it is because we, we care about that widow's mite. That widow's mite mattered. And you know what? That widow's mite made no, it was like dust hitting that container. Years ago, I knew the value of it. Do you, do you, can you tell me what a widow's mite was worth? A fraction of a cent. What's that going to matter? We're about to revolutionize the buildings across the street for our kids and our youth. We're meeting with architects and builders and And we get that widow's mind in that mix. Because what does Jesus say was the greatest gift? But see, that's where we go back to the first verse. We're looking at this with unveiled face. See, I personally believe if you come to Gutch Church, nothing's going to be skewed or, or blurry in your life. Nothing. Because what we do is we boil it down to the simplest form. Here, think on these things. Here, keep your mind on this. What are, you, what are you telling me how to think? Yeah. Hoping you're going to buy into it. Hoping you're, you're going to buy into the facts that, you're, that are being delivered to you every single day are subject to change. Therefore, they're lies. This truth that we stand on, this truth, this truth that we build our lives upon, it's never going to change. Everything else is going to rise and fall. Everything else is going to be shaken. The world's, the world's getting shaken. It's like, I know. It's awesome. It really is awesome. Because this church isn't being shaken. You know what your kids can count on tonight? They're getting an ice cream cone tonight. We're not being shaken. People are, gonna, people are loving on them for an hour. People are encouraging them for an hour. Sandy brought Charleston to church. I brought Tripp to church. He, I don't know where he went. He ran to his classroom. He said, Rev, do we have to go to church? I said, yeah, it's Wednesday night. Yeah, we could have a, we could have a pool party. I said, yeah, let's have a pool party after church. We're, don't remind him because I'm going to be too tired after church to have a pool party. But let me tell you, he ran into that class. I'm like, this is where I want to be. I want to be running in here. Man, flip the script in your life. You don't have to be served anymore. You come to serve. You're done being served, son. How long you been here? How long you sat on the front freaking row with one of my favorite people? And you better be a gentleman with her, right? Or we will hunt you down. <laughs> but it's time for you to serve and outserve everybody. Then you know what will happen? Your finances will go like this. Everything, everything about your life will elevate. I'll get back to everybody else now, but did you take that personally? Because that's how I meant it. 
He didn't come to be served. Me neither. Get some skin in the game. Get your hands dirty. Ministry is messy. You're going to be overlooked. You're not going to get a whole bunch of attaboys. Like these guys graduated. Larry Berry left this stage thinking, I got to get to work. I'm done. Anything you want to add, Sandy? <laughs> she just gave me a look like she's got a mouthful. So we got a big women's thing coming up, though, too, huh? Is that in August? August 20th. And uh, I think you guys ought to fill this place with women. Cassie had a girl. We might as well just go girl. Girl power. I didn't mean that. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming. You guys that are guests here because you're proud of somebody that was on this stage tonight, I'm proud of them too. And let me tell you, you should be very, very proud of them. They are incredible people. If you're here tonight and your life's not right with God or you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, get involved with something here. Park cars, greet people, mop floors, whatever. We, we have people that bring things up here we don't use. They still feel like they need to do it. Is, is there anybody in here that you need healing in your body? I'd like you to stand right now wherever you are. If you just need healing, you've got symptoms or a diagnosis or something you've dealt with, something you've carried for a while, something, just stand. Can I, can I tell you, God's name is Healer. If I were you, I would let him. Because there's only three questions involved in the ministry of healing in the local church. There's, only, there's three simple questions. Is God able? I believe he is. Is God willing? Yes. How do you receive it? See, you receive it by faith. That word faith in the Greek is pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. It means trust. See, you might have a shoulder. You've got got something you drag in here, right? And you've got to trust that that's going to do a job. But now I'm going to trust God's word more than I trust that equipment. Right, sir? You've got to shift your trust. And... What, what Jesus said a, a, a couple different times, he said, you've heard it said, but I say to you. A doc, there might have been a scientist, a doctor that looked at your symptoms and looked at your situation and said, oh, okay, here's what it is. And then, you know what? They'll, they'll medicate you. 
Well, let me help you. God's words are medicine. And then it's interesting because the Bible says laughter does good like a medicine. You know, the Bible says that rebellion is as of witchcraft. That word witchcraft is where we get the word pharmaceutical because it's rebellion. So you're not receiving the healing power of God and it's up to you to receive it. God gives you control to be healed. So, So you receiving it, it breaks the power of that rebellion. God's the healer. His name is healer. It's not what he does. It's who he is. He's here. Do you believe in God? Yes. So what did Jesus do? He went about doing good and healing all. Doing good and healing all. And the only reason you're standing, a lot of you guys are solid believers. And you, you might be standing because there might be some unbelief. Well, let's get rid of the unbelief tonight. Jesus said, this only comes out by prayer and fasting, and that this wasn't the demonic, demon, the demon in the boy, it was the unbelief. And he was talking to his disciples. Can I tell you, I absolutely unequivocally believe God is healer. Everybody, every time, in Jesus' name. Yeah, but, yeah, I get, I've heard a thousand yeah, buts. And you know what? I don't believe I can say it enough. God's healer. Everybody, every time. He went about doing good. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He went about doing good and healing all. He sent his word and healed us. By whose stripes you were healed. I could keep going, but I believe you're convinced. Are you convinced? You ready to receive? For sure. No ifs, ands, or buts. Hook, line, and sinker. I'm receiving this prayer of faith. Are you with me? God, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for these people standing. God, I thank you that by the stripes of Jesus, they were healed. God, I believe therefore they are. God, I thank you that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus, we welcome you into this assembly. And God, I thank you that you bring healing by your word. And we're trusting your word, God. We're not trusting how we feel. We're not trusting what we see. We're trusting what your word says, God. And we call ourselves the healed of the Lord. We call ourselves redeemed. God, I thank you that in your redemption is our healing. And God, I thank you now. Katie, put your hands on her. God, I thank you that in, your, in our redemption is healing. And let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You guys standing right now, I want you to say out loud, I'm healed. Say it again. Say it a third time. A threefold cord isn't easily broken. You get a symptom, you get a thought that maybe it's not working, it's got to come out of your mouth. That's the rhema of God. The logos of God, we read it in the Word. The rhema of God is His power because it's spoken. And let me help you. 
when you say it in the heavenlies with demons and angels alike, it sounds like God. Let me just tell you, say it again, I'm healed. Say it again. You saying I'm healed, whatever it is that's held you down has had to let go. And it drops to the floor lifeless. Don't pick it back up. Say this with me, I'm healed. It's gone. I'm not picking it back up. I'm not revisiting this. I'm stepping out of it. God, I thank you for the finished work of Christ, operative in my life, in Jesus' name. Everybody in the room, God, I thank you. Jesus is Lord of my life. God, I'm going to heaven. My sin is forgiven. My slate's wiped clean. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I am created in Christ Jesus for great works, to walk in them. God, thank you so much for so great a salvation, so great a salvation, so great a salvation. And God, I thank you. These folks standing tonight will live and not die. We call them the healed of the Lord in Jesus' name, and we stand in agreement with you on it, God, and we're appreciative that we're in a church where, it's, where we believe it wholesale, everybody, every time, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like more information about the ministries of Gut Church, visit our website at gutschurch.com.